Welcome to Responding to Life, a podcast hosted by me, Josephine Atlery. Do you ever feel like you could use some guidance when life throws you a curveball? By listening to the narratives in this podcast, you will learn from other people's experiences and responses to challenging situations so you can fast track the learning curve to get ahead in your own life. Welcome to Responding to Life, a podcast where we talk about issues relating to health, fertility, and parenthood. On today's episode, I am joined by Kanika Chadagupta. Kanika is a wife and mom of three and CEO of Chronology Agency, a digital marketing firm specializing in branding and web design. As a former television anchor and executive producer on CNN International and ZTV, Kanika is a born storyteller and hosts the widely popular podcast, That's Total Mom Sense, where she interviews industry experts on parenting, lifestyle, and wellness. She invites thought leaders to share their mom sense experiences and digs deep on topics like what to expect when you're done expecting, rediscovering your identity after kids, teaching kids to meditate, rekindling your marriage, and dividing the workload at home. Past guests have included Eve Rodsky, Bobby Brown, and Rebecca Minkoff. Kanika earned her bachelor's degree from Boston University in International Relations and Management and her master's from University of Miami in Broadcast Journalism. She serves as the president of Active 58, a chapter part of the Global Business Networking International Organization in New York. She's a trained Indian classical dancer and is a member of the Sa Dance Company, led by Payal Kadakia, founder of ClassPass. She's a member of the Gamma Phi Beta Sorority, South Asian Journalists Association, Asian Women in Business, and Hey Mama Head of South Asian Moms. You can follow her on Instagram at Kanika Chattagupta and at That's Total Mom Sense, and listen to her podcast on all major podcast outlets. Welcome to the show, Kanika. I'm so excited for our conversation today. Thank you, Josephine. My pleasure. So you've led such a fascinating career, which I touched upon in my intro. So I think it would be great, uh, a great starting point for you to share with our audience a bit about your background. Absolutely. Um, so I am Indian American. I was born in Bombay in India, and my parents immigrated here when I was um, a little under three years old. So, you know, it was just such a great kind of, um, I guess, bicultural experience being Indian and, uh, and American uh, growing up just outside D.C., where I'm from. And I went to um, Boston University for undergrad, where I did international relations and a minor in management, and then um, earned my master's degree in broadcast journalism from the University of Miami. And then I actually, um, upon graduating, moved back to India. I uh, worked with CNN as a television anchor and producer and was stationed in Bombay. So it's just amazing how life kind of comes full circle. And, um, and it was just, it was such a pivotal time to be there. Um, Slumdog Millionaire went to the Oscars that year. So just covering that hoopla, it just really put Mumbai or Bombay on the map. Um, and the terror attacks um, happened just 
when I was a month into the job. So kind of being in the newsroom and having to uh, learn firsthand what crisis, crisis reporting entails was uh, just so transformative for me as a journalist um, and as a human being. And uh, I was there for about three years, um, then moved to New York, where I worked as an executive producer for a cable network called ZTV. And uh, they're the leading South Asian um, network in the Americas, so in the U.S. and Canada. And um, then I took an opportunity at a startup. I worked as an editor-in-chief uh, with a company called Square Key. And then finally, um, in 2015, I was kind of bitten by the entrepreneurial bug, and I launched my own uh, branding agency. It's called Chronology. Um, and Chronology, we help small business owners uh, establish their online footprint in a chronological way. And so we do logo design, web design, and, um, and brand videos for, for our clients. So it's kind of a turnkey solution for small businesses and their digital presence. Um, and then I also have my podcast that I launched, that's Total Mom Sense. Um, this was just a little bit after I had my three kids. Uh, so that was just kind of something that was born. It's almost my, my fourth baby, uh, but it's a, it's a great uh, platform to have these conversations with uh, women and mothers. I love that you've led such a, a varied uh, life, and I'm sure it all contributes to all the many things you do now with you know your marketing and brand agency and your podcast. And speaking of your podcast, you've interviewed many high-powered working moms, and I'd love to know if there were any common themes that were discussed by all these women when they talked about their roles as moms and pursuing their careers at the same time. So, you know, that's total mom sense kind of came to be um, after I had my three kids in a year and a half. And I was just finding myself asking everyone I knew um, questions about parenting. And I just felt like there, there have to be other women that are going through this, you know? And so it started with just a need to problem solve. And so um, a lot of the ways that I approach the episodes are topical. So I'll bring on a relationship expert or um, a child psychologist to answer questions like, you know, how much screen time is too much? Or um, how do I teach my child to meditate um, and mindfulness? Or how do I get the groove back in my marriage? So it kind of was just the questions that were always faced with at every stage. And then um, I... Uh, like you mentioned, just was introduced or through my network connected uh, with just high profile women. And I wanted them to share their mom sense experiences. And by mom sense, it's our built in sixth sense. It's our intuition. I like to call it our superpower. And it just has been incredible to hear what um, these women that we you know admire have had to say. And so in, you know, my earlier season, I had Rebecca Minkoff on um, and I interviewed her in New York. Uh, you know, I'm just, I'm based in New Jersey. So we met in person pre-COVID uh, and, um, and sat down and talked about how she was managing life with three kids and her fashion week presentation and, you know, female founders collective, um, you know, the, the community that she oversees 
like all at once, you know, and her own podcast, Superwomen. So it was just, it, I think it's just understanding what these women are doing to multitask. Um, another guest I had on was um, Reshma Sojani, the founder of Girls Who Code. And, you know, she's a known TED speaker and um, her book, uh, Brave Not Perfect, um, and really slogan, um, I mean, it's the New York, New York Times bestselling uh, book. And she opened up about her surrogacy journey on, on my show. And so that was something so poignant and so heartfelt. And that's what it is. It's a safe space where, you know, as moms, you know, the common thread is that, you know, we're working day in, day out. Um, and we're also responsible for these tiny human beings, you know. And so understanding uh, where each one of them is coming from and what what their mom sense experiences have been that just, you know, when they just trusted their gut and was were like, this is how we have to do it. I, I know something's up and um, I just have a, a an inkling or a, a feeling that this is how we have to tackle such and such situation. Um, it's just incredible to hear about. I love it. I, I love the basis and the idea for your podcast. And as I'm perusing through the the episodes, you have such great topics that you've covered um, in terms of you know the kids and family and and mastering like the art of of different things of traveling with your kids you have here and and dental care and teaching kids to meditate. I love it. I just I, I really love Thank that. You. I'm sure it offers so busy moms, busy working moms, so much um, comfort in knowing that, you know, there are other women out there who are doing, who are in the midst of this juggle of trying to focus on their careers, but also raise their family and trying to incorporate best practices to help, you know, optimize the overall performance of the family life and their own lives. Exactly. Exactly. So we all come into motherhood in so many different ways and then adapt our lives to the new roles as working moms. And I'd love to hear from you, Kanika, some of the personal lessons learned that you have had uh, as you've been raising your children while pursuing your own professional goals. Yes, absolutely. Um, I feel like the number one thing is time management, especially with parenting in a pandemic. I mean, we oftentimes feel like we don't have enough time um, and so you want to make sure that you're on a schedule and your kids are on their schedule, you know, and as much as children are creatures of habit and they rely on routines, I think as parents, um, we do too. And it just keeps everything like organized and we're just all is well with the world and we're sane, you know, when, when we know um, what's happening every day. So that's something that I like to map out. And I think, you know, another tip is just waking up early. It's, uh, it definitely is difficult, you know, to do it all the time. But I think um, if you, you know, manage to, to go to sleep a little bit after the kids do, um, that's what I do around like 9, 9.30, I'm out. And so then, you know, waking up at 5 or 5.30 isn't so bad. And it just affords you that um, solo time to be productive or work out or meditate or, you know, just kind of do whatever you have to before the kids are up. So that's just been uh, a game changer for me. 
I love those tips. And as you were talking about waking up early, I had to chuckle because my husband's always telling me to do the same. And then I purposefully fully aggravate him on the rare occasions when I do wake up early and, and just tell him about how it has made my day so productive. And he just rolls his eyes at me. (laughs) (laughs) I feel you. I know there's those days where I'm like, I'm sleeping in, Um, but yeah, I, I get it. We're always exhausted, you know? Right. Yeah. There never seems like enough time, Mm -hmm. Uh, but time management is totally key. And that, you know, definitely helps when you're trying to manage a household and manage your career. So upon having kids, you said you have um, twins and you also have a singleton. How did you feel that your experience has changed upon becoming a mom and helped in your overall evolution? Oh, it's beautiful. I love that you asked that. Um, I think, you know, before you become a parent, you know, it's, uh, I don't want to generalize, but I feel like our existence was a lot more just self-driven. You know, we had Mm -hmm. a selfish kind of existence. And um, when you become a mother, you learn how to be your most um, uh, unselfish and selfless self. (laughs) You know, you just, you, you give and give and give and then give some more. And um, for me, you know, my kids are, um, you know, why I'm here. I feel like they've just add, added so much meaning to my life and they make me and motivate me to lead a purposeful life. Um, and similar to, you know, we do kind of prayers in the morning and, and we um, say affirmations uh, in the morning with our kids. And like a few of them are, I am kind, I am strong. I am resilient. I can do anything. These are affirmations I find myself saying, you know, in the mirror. And it's just, it's, it's amazing how sometimes it's just the simplest things in life that we're passing on to our kids that we have to ourselves implement. Um, so, I mean, that's definitely changed me because, uh, you know, I'm not as um, critical of myself. Or, or others as I once was, you know, I'm, I'm way more accepting and adapting. And I think just um, kind of strengthening that empathy muscle too. Uh, you know, in this time, we, we're doing our lives um, in a pandemic. And there's, it's just, it's has left everybody feeling so upended. But the one thing that I think has been a boon out of all of this is a sense of empathy where you just understand, you know, what the other person is feeling or what they're going through and you feel for them, you know, and I've, I've just been um, so like humbled to, to kind of make friendships and, and even, you know, colleagues and, and kind of business relationships where they're like cultivated on a deeper level now because we have that empathy. So yeah, I would have to say just, you know, that unconditional love, selflessness, new meaning in my life, um, and, and empathy. Those are great, Kanika. You know, we always have, there's so many things I can touch upon in terms of empathy. It really does help you 
to in your interactions with other people because now you're coming from a place of understanding and that just changes the game when you are speaking to someone and working with someone whether that's someone in your family or even someone with work at work and so that's a big that's a big thing that we have been talking about especially with my teenager here uh, during during covid and, and then affirmations i love that you brought that up because that is one of the things that i love to incorporate all the time in the meditations that I guide my clients on affirmations, they, you know, they're, you said a number of them and they're just simple phrases, but they hold so much power when you start to use them in your daily life. And I love that you're using it with your little kids. That's so great. Thank you. And so, you know, the mom juggle of life is a real thing. And I'm curious to hear about how you deal with any mom guilt when it's time to work on things for yourself, whether that is for work or if that's for self-care. So I think that we all kind of go through some form of mom guilt, but I do want to impress upon, you know, the list, your listeners that like, we shouldn't feel like we're not doing enough. The the fact that we care, the fact that we keep our children top of mind, they're the most important thing in our lives um, is enough. So really we shouldn't feel guilty at all. And I remind myself um, to take that advice as well. But I think um, it's important to be all in. So when I'm working, I'm 100% working, you know, it's whether I'm recording a podcast or um, working on deliverables for a client and I'm on a Zoom meeting, I'm in, you know, I I lock my office door and I'm in. Um, And then when I'm with the children, if I'm taking them to the park or we're working on, you know, some sort of activity or science experiment or, um, you know, they're doing their tracing, I'm all in. And I think, you know, you can't kind of be neither here nor there, like, when you're with them, you're on your phone like that. I feel like that um, is, it is, it can backfire. Um, And so when you're with your kids and you're present and when you're working, you're present, um, you know, I think you're, you're good and you shouldn't have to feel like, you know, you're not, um, you're not doing well at either role in your life. That's wonderful advice. And, and I love how you touch upon the idea of presence as that is a common theme that I'm always trying to remind people of when they're trying, they're wavering on the fence about whether or not they should practice meditation and mindfulness. And that to me is one of the gifts of being mindful and practicing meditation is that you do get this sense of presence and you get to practice it. And then that translates into, as you mentioned, translates into your work life. You're able to be present and mindful in that moment. And then again, with your children, when you're with them, one thing that, you know, I like to try to do is to check my, check my phone and, or at the door, sort of leaving it in a different place when I'm with the kiddos so that it really forces me to have zero distractions and just be in that moment. And, um, you know, for me, that's, that's a way to, to deal with that mom guilt is also scheduling. If I can schedule into my calendar different times when I'll be working, when I'm with my kiddos, it helps sort of ease that that pressure and that stress of thinking that I haven't done any of those things for those buckets in my life. So thank right. you for sharing. You know, I love hearing how different 
different working moms deal with, you know, all the issues that we face. And so it's always helpful to open up the conversation. And I'm curious to hear, you know, as we were talking about filling our buckets up, uh, ways in which you care for yourself and what things energize you and fill up your own bucket. Oh, of course. Um, so I would have to say dance is probably um, just the most important to me. I was a trained Indian classical dancer and, you know, trained for 15 years in an art form called Kuchipudi, um, and it hails from South India. And I was fortunate enough that in my adult life, um, I became a member of the Sa Dance Company. It's a dance troupe that was originally based in New York. And um, it's led by uh, Payal Kadakia Puji, and she's the founder of ClassPass. So many of us, you know, know her from ClassPass fame. Um, and it just, it, it's, uh, she's really incredible. I mean, this is why we dance. I feel like so many of us adults um, have, uh, you know, our jobs or, you know, our commitments, but the one pastime that we really loved um, is something that we let go of. And, you know, that's why she started uh, class pass is to be able to like create that time, um, whether it's a workout or, you know, um, going to a yoga class or what have you, so that we, we never forget, um, you know, what those extracurriculars meant to us, um, in, you know, later in life. But uh, yeah, so I have dance and we are actually doing Zoom rehearsals right now. So it's a little different, um, especially since there's many of us and we used to do, you know, these like intricate choreographed pieces. Um, and now all we see is like, a, you know, checkerboard of, <laughs> of all of us doing <laughs> the moves, um, but it's working, you know, we don't want to stop. Um, and we have, you know, new choreo that we're working on. So I think that that's always um, fun and challenging. I also like to make time to meditate and chant. Um, that just kind of is my uh, means to find, you know, peace, um, shanti in my life. And so um, with chanting, it's something that I do in the morning. And as soon as I wake up, um, I have a uh, rosary necklace that I use to, um, to do my chanting. And it's just, you know, it's been really kind of a mainstay in my life. And, um, and I like to help people. I am the president of a networking uh, organization. Um, it's with BNI, Business Networking International. And I had a chapter called Activate 58 um, with mostly New York professionals. And, um, and now we're remote. So we're kind of open to anyone in the country. But, uh, but I help um, my colleagues grow their businesses, you know, and so um, I feel like I get so much fulfillment out of that because we're all connected. We all can uh, find synergies to help one another. And um, it's just, it really fills you up when you can give. I love that. I loved every single thing that you mentioned about how you take care of yourself. I think it's so great when we're able to, as moms, not forget a piece of sort of our identity and the things that we love. And so your outlet of dance and your ability to keep up with your chanting, I think that's so wonderful. And, and then, and then the act of giving to others is just, it fills you up with 
with just so much lightness and positivity. It's amazing um, how it works both ways for both the giver and the receiver. Thank you for sharing that, Kanika. And so, you know, I'd love to hear um, what was your favorite podcast episode that you recorded on your show and just a quick reason why that that one was your favorite. Oh, I, it's so hard to choose. There's so many. I mean, I feel like everyone has such a unique story and, you know, it's, it's great to have them open up, um, you know, on, on the platform and share, uh, because, you know, when you listen in, you're like, oh, they went through something similar or they're just like us, you know? Um, so I love that. I guess if I were to, you know, share, um, one episode that really just left an impression on me. It was uh, with Bobby Brown. She um, had just given a, a commencement speech to the class of 2020. She has three boys and her youngest had just graduated. And um, and she gave this commencement speech that she aired on iHeartRadio. And it was such a like rally Um, And the advice that she gave was, you know, get over it, get over yourself and get out there. Um, And this was to, you know, young graduates who are kind of beginning their their lives in the working world um, during a pandemic. So, you know, it's just I love that she has that chutzpah. And then when she spoke about her own backstory of, you know, how she created her own major at Emerson, there was no such thing as theatrical makeup. And she was like, I want to do, you know, makeup for theater and I'm going to do independent studies and create my own, you know, like major. And so she did that and then um, was really uh, resourceful in landing her first Vogue cover. And um, it took like nine years of really hard work um, before she kind of made it into the big leagues. Um, But yeah, I just, I loved hearing her story of how she was also problem solving uh, for women where it was like, we, we wanted to be able to have makeup that's um, easy to use and, you know, allows us to enhance our own uh, beautiful natural features without like painting on a new face. And she came up with that, you know? And so that was just one of the many things. Um, she's also been a podcast host. She talked about um, a new line of products called um, Evolution 18, which is like supplements and vitamins. I love their collagen powder. So she's launched that. Um, and now she has a new makeup line called Jones Road. Um, and, you know, she's a, a hotel in Montclair um, called The George. So she is literally um, a Jill of all trades and she's mastering all of them. And so just hearing that story and I just want to tie it back to, to motherhood because that is kind of a common thread of, of the guests that I bring on is that they're parents. And um, she said that, you know, early on in her career, especially when she was um, in her heyday with her cosmetics line, she made it a point to, um, she was a PTA president, mind you. So she would sit down with the principal and go over the dates and, you know, say that like, okay, tell me when homecoming is and the band recitals and, you know, the plays and everything. She wanted to know when everything was so that she could be there. 
And I mean, she just, she was that committed to uh, her, you know, role and privilege as a mother, as she was to, you know, her, um, her career. And so to see that was just incredible, you know, and you, I feel like you can do it all. You have to just have that mindset and know that it might not be at the same time, but you can, you can, and she's living proof. I love that. That's so inspiring hearing you talk about, about her journey and, and why it moved you. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'll have to listen mm-hmm. to that episode. It's so amazing. <laughs> Thank you. And so, you know, before we end our conversation, I could speak to you forever, but, um, <laughs> I always like to shift into a state of positivity by having my guests share one or two gratitudes that you have for, for today. Oh, that's so nice. Um, I am thankful for my family. Um, I, I, you can probably tell that I'm a little under the weather, um, but we're safe and you know, we're okay. So um, I'm just so thankful for our health and I'm really, really grateful to meet people like you. Um, thank you for, you know, having me as a guest on your show and allowing me to share a little bit about my experience. Um, it just, it means a lot to be able to, you know, share my story and reach your community. And I hope I um, have helped them on their journey in one small way. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing those gratitudes, Kanika. And in the spirit of giving and receiving, I'd love for you to share with the audience how they can connect with you. Yeah, sure. So I'm all over social. I love um, connecting with uh, new people. Um, you can visit me on my website. It's kanikachadagupta.com or that's totalmomsense.com. Um, my podcast, That's Total Mom Sense, is available wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify. And, um, and I'm also being syndicated on Dash Radio, and that's ruckusavenueradio.com. Um, and my Insta handles, where I'm most active, are um, at Kanika Chattagupta and at That's Total Mom Sense. Wonderful. Well, definitely check it out to the listeners. And thank you again so much for joining me today, Kanika. I appreciate your time and all of the wonderful tips and life experiences that you shared with us today. You're so welcome, Josephine. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode with Kanika Chattagupta. I hope you enjoyed our conversation and the insightful advice that she shared on how to optimize your working mom life. For more info on Kanika, be sure to check out her podcast, That's Total Mom Sense, and learn more about her on her website, Kanika Chattagupta. To listen to past episodes of Responding to Life, be sure to hop onto my website, jayatluri.com. You'll also find on there free video meditations to try, links to articles I've written, and interviews I've had on other podcasts talking about mindfulness, meditation, and my fertility journey. Be sure to sign up for my monthly newsletter to get all the latest episodes and free meditations. I look forward to hosting another interview next week. Thank you for listening to Responding to Life, a podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like to receive a bi-monthly newsletter with an exclusive and free video meditation, along with wellness tips and deals, please go to www.respondingtolifepodcast.com 
and sign up for the newsletter by entering your email address in the pop-up box. In there, you'll also learn my seven-step process on how to meditate like a pro so you can stress less and live more joyfully. If you enjoyed the show, I invite you to share it with your friends and leave a rating and review on whatever podcast outlet you use. I look forward to sharing another inspirational story with you real soon.